you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. everybody welcome to good morning football presented by old trapper beef jerky live in new york city thursday january 25th i'm jamie erdahl there's kyle brandt peter schrager jason mccordy who will be on the radio call for the ravens chiefs game this yep. weekend jason how do you handle that then you're in the booth with dev you guys take the train home but there's a game on that you have to watch how do you go uh, about that ipad will be right there we okay. got wi-fi i'll be all beautiful then i'll Great. be watching no kids screaming no wife asking me to do anything it'll just be me my ipad my my brother watching football, he'll be asking me questions about how to analyze it and do all of that. So I'm just <laughs> trying to make sure during the game he shuts up. Is he done for the year now? NBC is done doing their studio stuff? Yep. 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 All right. If Devin's watching, great job, great rookie season, yeah. awesome work. It's an all-pro year. Damn right. Yeah. All-pro is a little stretch. He did okay. it. <laughs> God forbid all rookie Jason team? paid him a compliment. Yeah, yeah there you go. All-rookie all team. For, yeah. Right? Exactly. Team. Jeez, time for the lead. Uh, Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. Uh, big news last night out of Los Angeles for a team that sits within the Chiefs division. The Chargers have a new head man. That's right, Jamie. After years of fighting for attention in Los Angeles, Chargers now one of the biggest stories in sports. They land their man. It is Jim Harbaugh, who officially agreed to terms on a five-year contract Wednesday to become the Chargers head coach. Now, Harbaugh, of course, had flirted with a potential NFL return for a couple of years now. He had other interest in him as well. The Falcons wanted to get Harbaugh on a plane to get to a second interview with them today. Obviously, he's not making that. This Chargers team and this situation, this timing, really all made sense. Harbaugh and his wife now get to go back to Southern California, where they met and lived for a number of years. He's got a quarterback in Justin Herbert to build around. There's a lot of other talented veteran pieces on that team. Chargers also set to move into a new state-of-the-art training facility soon. 
And this comes on the heels of Harbaugh accomplishing his goal at Michigan, which was to bring his alma mater their first national championship since 1997. That also came against the backdrop of multiple NCAA investigations that potentially could yield significant discipline against Harbaugh and the program. Instead, he is now headed back to the NFL to try to accomplish the one goal that has eluded him so far in the NFL. That is, of course, winning a Super Bowl. Harbaugh previously coached the 49ers, who are back in the NFC Championship game this weekend, and some questions looming about one of their star players. Wide receiver Debo Samuel did not practice on Wednesday, still dealing with that shoulder injury that he suffered last weekend. Now, there's no structural damage, x-rays were negative, but this is still an issue that's giving him a lot of pain. As Kyle Shanahan put it, the shoulder hurts. Until it hurts less, they're not going to have a better idea whether Debo's going to be able to get out there for this NFC title game. Meanwhile, in the AFC title game, the Ravens could get a big boost. Their star tight end, Mark Andrews, a full participant in practice again on Wednesdays. He makes his way back from the cracked fibula and ankle ligament injury that he suffered back in week 11. This was always the target for Mark Andrews to try to get back for the championship game. Nothing definitive from the Ravens yet, but everything seems to be tracking in a good direction for Andrews to be available against the Chiefs. Jamie? That'd be huge, Tom. Thank you very much. We have a very business-like hour here on Good Morning Football. Lots of guests, so time for Throwdown Thursday. We're going to stick with those Ravens, flip it to the defensive side of the ball, and hear from John Harbaugh on what he had to say yesterday about his all-pro linebacker, Roquan Smith. You never know until a guy's here exactly how it's going to fit, you know, in your chemistry. And uh, it's definitely been right. You know, it's definitely been perfect fit, perfect match. He's just been himself. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was always a Raven. He just didn't know until he got here, I guess, to quote the great Steve Smith, you know. So uh, it's been a great fit. I think he does make everybody around him better, to your point. The greatest players tend to do that, right? Hmm. All right, our first throwdown, it's two guys who will be going head-to-head depending on where they meet in the field in the AFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. It's Isaiah Pacheco and it's Roquan Smith. Jason, where do you fall in this battle? Man, I love the Ravens' defense so much. And Roquan, how he plays, the trash talk, and all of it. I can't go against my guy, Pop Pacheco, the Rutgers legend. I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco right now. He's not a zombie. He said that. But the way this guy runs the ball, the energy, everything that he brings to the table, I'm staying with my heart here, and I can't go against a guy from my alma mater. I'm going with Isaiah Pop Pacheco running that thing downhill. I'm watching these two in the highlights, and all I can think of is – Shame on 31 other teams for letting Pacheco go in the seventh round. Mm -hmm. Shame on those 31 teams to pass on him all of those times. Shame on the Chiefs for passing on him six times. Yeah, like, how does Pacheco go? Shame on the Chicago Bears for letting (laughs) Roquan Smith out of the building. This might be the best middle linebacker in all of football, and he's doing it in the biggest of stages, and he's getting better and better. I love Harbaugh's line. It is a Steve Smith's line. I was a Raven all along. I didn't know until Mm. I got there. That is Mm. so good. I like Pacheco a lot. This defense has silenced everybody. I think it's going to have to be on Mahomes' arm. I don't think Pacheco's running wild. (laughs) The reason I enjoy Pacheco so much is it doesn't make sense to run right at Roquan and Queen. It's maybe not even smart, (laughs) but he's going to do it anyway. Like, he doesn't care. Full speed. I don't care if it's a freight train out there. He will run full speed. And I do have to say, he had this fun quote where he said, I'm not a zombie, and then everyone's doing zombie things. I said earlier, I said... 
Uh, I am legend, Will oh. Smooth movie zombie. Phil P on Twitter goes, that's actually a really good comp for Isaiah Pacheco, the <laughs> I am legend zombies. If you've never seen Will Smith, he's in the city all by himself. It's just him and zombies. He's got a German shepherd. The zombies are like out of control. And they're like super fast. That's my new comp. I am legend. That's what I'm calling Pacheco. Okay. That's him. That's you were a good worried nickname. about the zombie parallel, but you found one. You stuck the line. It's I am legend. Yes. Guys, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'm not. Yep. <laughs> we are not. All right, let's uh, flip it over to the NFC side of things, and we're going to talk tight ends. Both tight ends you're going to see in this game attended the University of Iowa. Who has the bigger NFC championship game, though? Sam Laporta, Jason, or George Kittle? I'm rolling with George Kittle on this one, the fun guy. Even you look at that picture up there, tongues out. George Kittle is a monster, and it's not only catching the ball, as we saw him score a touchdown versus the Packers, where it's deep down the field, but it's the short little passes he catches, where now he has the ball in his hands, and he's so good with run after catch, making guys miss, running through him, running over him, running around him. I'm going with George Kittle on this one, especially because Debo Samuel, 50-50 chance whether he plays in his game, no Debo. I think that means more George Kittle, more game pan plays. I think he's going to make the most of them. Do you know who was the first team all-pro at tight end this year for the all-pro team? Only one player can get it. Do you know who the first team all-pro is by the writers? They voted this guy in. Hawkinson? Mm. Nope. I would have guessed Hawkinson too. Was it Laporta? Nope. They gave it to Travis Kelsey, who did not have a better season than Sam Laporta this year. I'm going with Laporta. He got robbed on that. He should be the first team All-Pro. I know he's a rookie. I think it's the greatest uh, rookie tight end season we've ever seen. And I know Mike Ditka had more touchdowns and Keith Jackson had more yards. But when you talk about a composite team, he was the go-to guy on a team that went to the NFC Championship anytime they were in the red zone. And he made all the plays you had to. I think that doesn't stop. I think Laporta is the key here, especially especially if you're having some issues on the offensive line. If Jonah Jackson's down, they're going to need Laporta to do a little bit more. Look at that. He just shakes off, guys. Mm. Laporta's the real deal. What a sensation. And did not go in the first round. Was the Mm. third tight end taken this year in the draft. 24 hours ago in this exact segment, the 9A block, we did this whole thing about it was my birthday and I hate my birthday. Don't tell me happy birthday. I just don't like it. I'm a college and don't tell me happy birthday. The second after the segment aired, I got a text from George Kittle. Happy birthday, Ah, George. Kittle. George. Uh, I love that he's watching. I love that the Niners are watching. Um, Not because of that. I'm going to go with Kittle. Peter laid out this really cool thing during Cool Plays, bro, that both the Lions and the Niners ran the same gadget play, I guess you could call it, on the same day. One ended with Laporta. It was kind of a reverse flea flicker. One to Kittle. I think Shanahan is going to be so deep in his bag in this one. I think he knows how good the Lions are, and I think George Kittle is a perfect recipient of not just some play over the middle like he's made a million times. I think some trickeration, mm. and I think mm. we're going to see it again. And I think it's Kittle in an, by a nose, though, really, really close. And Kyle, mention again, the New York Post had an article today about... Yeah, their whole thing is like, look at all the tight ends in the Final Four. Like, wide receivers, we're tired of it. That's yesteryear. The evolution of football is if you don't have a star tight end, you don't have anything. And mm. if you look at the teams remaining, they all got loaded at tight end. If you don't have deep Samuel out there, you Kittle has to step up. Has yeah. to. Like, has that's, to. that's the key here. So. Kyle, with your birthday yesterday, somebody tweeted me that I should have just walked over and just gave you a big old hug because they felt like it's not too everything late, you were uh, I don't want a it. birthday it's, hug. Wow, look you at know, this affection on the show. That's really nice, Jason. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Be, be, imagine getting birthday love the day after your yeah. birthday. Oh. But that's when you that's when you would want it. You don't want it on your oh, birthday. I went for the kiss and I was denied. Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> uh, all right, Peter, you brought up like uh, you brought up one of the Kelsey's. I, I enjoyed it. I uh Peter, you said one of the Kelsey's. Flush. The big news last night. Uh the Chargers got a new head coach in Jim Harbaugh. So let's ask this question. All right. Which set of brothers is having the better past couple months? Mm. Is it the Harbaugh's, Jim and John, 
or is it the Kelsey's? Travis and Jason. Oh, this is good. Yeah. I like this one because we've gotten a lot of both sets of brothers. I'm going with the Kelsey's, and it's a lot of the Kelsey's, but I enjoy all of it. Saw Jason on their podcast, talked about it being in the suite, and said to his wife, like, I'm taking my shirt off, and I'm going to have a yep. good time. She was like, you better not. I'm not asking permission. I'm going to do it. So many husbands out there, they can relate to it where you want to do something. Your wife, she just won't let you do it. But you go with it anyway. It doesn't always end well for Jason Kelsey. We don't know how that night ended. It looked like it was a great time. But we'd have to check in with his wife, Kylie, to see how that night really ended and what was the aftermath of all these actions in the suite. I just love the Kelsey's. Kylie apparently has asked for Jason and the family to get a cat. And he said, no, I don't want cats. I don't want cats. She said, no, I'm just getting one. Because you... You said to do. Uh, you did something that I told you not to do. Yeah, he does. He does what he does, and she can do what she does. Yeah. that's exactly right. I feel like uh, the night ended at the KFC drive-through. I think yeah. that, that's it. Fuck it. Hundred percent. I feel like it's Will Ferrell in old school, like uh, literally, yeah. like uh, running on the like, the, and like she's looking at him. What like, are seriously. you doing? Cold out there. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope it ends differently for the Kelseys. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I, I gotta think that Jason Kelsey not only turned like the the year around after that awful loss to the Eagle, but, like. I think he became a sensation on Sunday night. Like, I think he became not only a household name, but like, pick your network that you want to work for. Pick your sitcom that you want to be in. Like, True. that performance was so relatable to so many men with children who just want one night out and was so loved by so many women who see that. Like, that guy's just having fun. I like that. I, I have to think that the Kelseys are living in their best life right now. Neither one has done anything as far as winning at the moment, as far as winning that crown. Jason's obviously been eliminated. Travis still is on the rope. But I got to think those guys are at the forefront of pop culture in a way that the hardballs can't even touch. Past few months, like, we can't discount what happened to the Eagles. That was rough. Are you kidding yeah. me? They straight up just fainted right there for the last six weeks, and Kelsey's right in the middle of it. He retires at the end of a really... Hey, are dis- we sure he's retired? No, uh, he's- from football? We're not. Why he hasn't said it. Everyone had that. Everyone he reported hasn't it. He hasn't said crap. Sometimes you know, like, you need a couple weeks, and then you make a rational decision. I'm not so – I want to see what they do with their offensive coordinator. Sorry to make it so serious yeah, before, I, before think, I declare he's retired. I think the more interesting one is if Travis is done after this. Fair. And they both do it. And the New Heights podcast, they yeah, announced yeah. it. Maybe, maybe so. I, I can't discount what happened to the Eagles. I know that everyone loves them. And it, what do you know? A drunk guy is having to cheer and have a shirt off. It's not the first guy to do it. We've all done it. What, I, I, it's, it's such a negative note. for such a fun story. But the Eagles completely fell apart. And he was at the center of it. They, they, they lost to the Bucks terribly. I'm sorry. Guys, the Harbaugh's had a pretty good couple of months. All right? They had an undefeated season. They beat Nick Saban. They won the national championship. He's the one seed. I'm like, I the Harbaugh's here. Come on. It's, it's the Harbaugh's. I know, maybe if Jim gets drunk and takes his shirt off, then I'll say it's the Harbaugh's. I guess that's what it takes. That's all it would take. Like, come it on. Take. It's been many layers of the Harbaugh's. I go Harbaugh's as well. Um, we're going to check back in with Tom Pelissero now because speaking of the Eagles, they've made a coaching decision that uh, impacts uh, next season. Tom, what do you want to let us know? Jamie, the Eagles are hiring Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator just a day after Fangio was essentially pushed out after one tumultuous season with the Miami Dolphins. Officially, it was a mutual parting of the ways for Fangio and Miami, but it was not a great fit after he signed a contract there less than a year ago to be one of the NFL's highest-paid coordinators. The past few years for Vic Fangio, who is now 65 years old, have involved a lot of changes. He was fired by the Broncos after the 2021 season, was a consultant for the Eagles, helped out their coaches during the 2022 Super Bowl run, then chose to go to Miami, where there were high hopes 
that he was going to get that defense playing at a top level. It did not work out in Miami. Philadelphia now hoping at this stage in his career, Fangio has something left to give. A rough ending, of course, to the season for the Eagles. Vic Fangio now a piece of the puzzle as they try to turn things around in Philadelphia. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Here we go, and let's take this home right here. Come here, come here. Before he went down, yeah. Before he went down. Come here. It's too easy. Mm. Roquan Smith has been the heart and soul of the Ravens defense this season. And we've seen that happen before on a Baltimore Ravens defense, mm. a personality takeover. So it was only fitting yesterday his quarterback, Lamar Jackson, compared Roquan's presence on the field to one of the Ravens' greats. Take a listen. Man, he, he brought the, the Ray, Ray Lewis juice back, you know, for, for our generation. Um, the grit, you know, the, the everything, you know, the leadership, um, his poise, his aggression. You know, we, we needed that from our, from our linebacker, um, from both of them, you know, him and Patrick. Um, they're doing a wonderful job, but, but Ro, he's just unbelievable. You know, we, we needed that, and I'm glad we got him. Eric did a great job. It's a huge compliment. It's fitting to be compared to a Hall of Famer like Ray Lewis. Does this Ravens defense, Jason, remind you at all of the early 2000s Ravens? I think the fun thing when you look at them, some of their rankings within the league are going to be very similar. And to what Lamar was saying, as he said, he brings that juice. And Roquan mm -hmm. came over from the Chicago Bears. And you can feel the difference when you watch them on film, the way they run around and talking to guys that are on that defense of saying how much of a leader he is. Let's look at the comparison as we look at both of these defenses. Because if we're going to compare them, Let's see exactly where they rank. Now, you're going to look at the numbers, and some of them are going to be vastly different. Like points per game, they're giving up almost a touchdown more. But you also got to remember, this is 23 years later. The league has changed. 
Both of them ranked first in points per game. And that was one of that's the biggest stat on that thing right there. That Ravens defense in 2000 was unbelievable. And the biggest difference between these two defenses is probably their offense. Yeah. The Ravens offense right now is ranked fourth in points per game because Lamar Jackson, and they're putting up points in themselves. That Ravens defense back in 2000 was middle of the pack. And when it came to points per game, and it brings up that question for when you're playing defense and you have an offense that puts up a ton of points. You know going into the game, you're going to get the other team's offense best shot because they know they have to score to stay in this game. When it's the other way around, the offense is like, well, as long as we don't screw it up, we'll have a chance because they're not going to be world beaters on the offensive side of the ball. I do think you can compare these defenses. Man, that 2000 Ravens defense was just unbelievable, though. It's amazing. The names are incredible. So it's Rod Woodson comes over. He's in the defensive backfield, and he's joined by Chris McAllister and Dwayne Sparks. And then the linebackers, it's Ray Lewis, Peter Boulware, and Jamie Sharper, who at the time, those guys were all amazing. And then up front, you had big Sam Adams. You had Michael McCrary, one of the most underrated players of his generation. Mm-hmm. And you had Rod Burnett. But I, I, I have to say, this, this, this team would be beloved, beloved, by Tony Siragusa. And I, I think about the way they play up front, and I think of Tony, no longer with us, passed away last year. Just a shout-out to the Goose. And I, I know there are going to be a ton of ex-Ravens at this game this weekend. And from a different era, I think you're going to see the Terrell Suggs is in the building, and Ed Reed's in the building, and Ray Lewis is in the building. And a lot of guys from that 2013, 2008, those legendary squads, but I can't help but think about Siragusa, the big fella. He's not going to be there. He would have loved this team, too. 2,000 Ravens, such a special, special unit. Not to be mistaken with the Ravens of later years. Remember, Ed Reed wasn't even on this team. This was the originals. And that guy right there, I think he would have absolutely lived and enjoyed this moment. So uh, to the Siragusa family and all those who loved watching the Goose out there, I, I got to think that there's going to be his spirit in the building on Sunday as well. I miss him on the sideline, too. Yeah. But he had a real original approach, and they'd go down to him, and they'd be like, yeah, they're really getting after it down here. You know, and it was like he really felt like he was still on the field. It was really fun. Um, listen, the comparisons, I think, are made because you have a really talented and charismatic middle linebacker. Like, that's really the launching point for all of this. And then, you know, you got a real young, couple of ton- young, talented defensive backs and the pass rushers. It's not there yet. Like, if the 2000 Ravens defense is alive and well, like they're going to mess up the Chiefs this weekend. And that's due respect to the Chiefs. The 2000 Ravens defense would give them the business. I mean, I love Mahomes. I love all that. It's just a totally different animal. And I think it's a lot of what Jason was talking about. The luxury that this Ravens defense has, they have Lamar. 2000 Ravens, it Trent Dilfer, who was a great guy and like did his best, but they were very limited offensively. In that Super Bowl against the Giants, they hit a touchdown to Brandon Stokely, Stokely early. And Brian Billick has said the game was over. Mm-hmm. We scored a touchdown. The game was over. <laughs> in the later iterations, when they draft Kyle Bowler, I've told this story before, Ray Lewis would go to Kyle Bowler. This is the star linebacker to the young star quarterback and say, give us 10 points and don't give them any points and we will win. Just give us 10. Can you do that? And no pick sixes, no scoop and scores. We'll win. That was the power of that Ravens defense. These guys have some really good players and some really good personalities. That was, that was like maybe the greatest defense of all time. And yet what's crazy is that I don't even know if the Bucks defense that was right up against it might be better. So better. those two teams had it. Um, it's, they're not there yet. Put it this way. This, this segment is fun, and we have some memories. You can pull up statistics and yeah. personalities. Tune up the Chiefs in the AFC title game, and then you become compared to some of the all-time greats. But, you know, don't let Mahomes go in there and slap you around 31 to 14. Like, Mahomes has that in him, too. Well I say something also, there's something also that was an element of these home playoff games. If you watch last week, 
I felt like there was like 11 false starts. There was like six delay. Uh, that was crowd was so day, loud, yeah. and you've got that defense and that crowd together. It's true. I think that's going to play a role. Mm. I think we're early to it, to Kyle's point. The the personality-wise, though, like it's there. I just look at Roquan, and I'm like, but Chicago, what are we doing here? I, the, 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 it fits. <laughs> it works. The way he delivers his conversation, I feel like it's just totally Baltimore, and it's perfect. But we just may have been like a season or two too early to making this parallel. Because his quotes are great, his analysis. Saying that Patrick Mahomes is a real talent, but he puts his pants on the same way as any other quarterback is a fantastic line. And it's going to deliver even more if he's saying it next week again in Las Vegas about Jared Goff or Brock Purdy, for that matter. Puts his backpack on the same way like everybody else does. I think we're on the onset, but he still probably has a lot of work to do from a performance perspective. He's great. Guys, he's not where Ray was. Like the, Ray was unbelievable. Brady spoke about it recently, about the state of the game. And he's like, when we played the Ravens, I wouldn't even throw it near where Ray was because it would get my guys hurt. And I had the wherewithal to it's do crazy. that. The respect. I mean, he was, there might have been a time where pound for pound he was the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, so Roquan's amazing and he's ascending. There's work to be done. And I just think, listen, let's have this conversation next week if they beat the Chiefs also- and it'll be fun. Fred Warner might be better. So if we're talking about Roquan Smith like this, like yeah. you might not even be the best in the league. Ray Lewis was the best in the league. Like, yeah. There was no There's question. a conversation around yeah. it. You're right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey baby, hey baby, we're gonna be here all day. We're gonna be here all day, baby. Move, all right. Bird, move down, move down. No, no. Hey, get on him, get on him. No, no, no. Jack Paul, Jack Paul, coming off, coming off. Frank Ronnie, me and you, Jimmy, watch him in the flat. You look like. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. We love it. We're all just smiling. We're happy, and we're so excited to talk to this guy. We are joined by a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Pro, not Pro Bowl, All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. Please welcome Mike Singletary. Good morning, Mike. How are we doing? Good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, thrilled to see you. Mike, we've been having conversations this morning about this great Ravens defense right now, comparing him to the Ravens defenses of 2000, the Ray Lewis era. Let's go back further. You get questions like this all the time. Your 85 Bears defense, if we were to somehow be able to match you up against the Josh, the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, how do you think that would fare? Oh, I, I, I think we'd be fine. I, I think that um, <laughs> with the, uh, the defense that we had, uh, we really had a, a tremendous uh, rapport with each other. And I, I think the communication was the thing that, that really made us uh, geometrically aligned. We, we, we could uh, make one guy into two or three because of the communication process that we had. Mike, we, we've been watching the playoffs, and one of the big storylines has been these weather games. You know, in Kansas City, it was minus 20, and then in Buffalo last week, there's snowballs being thrown. You played in one of the most legendary weather games of all time, mm. 1988, the Fog Bowl, divisional round, Buddy Ryan versus, of course, Mike Ditka. Take us back to the Fog Bowl, your memories, Jeez. and as you watch these highlights, what you think of as you guys, of course, reign supreme. The Fog Bowl was uh, definitely one of the most uh, exciting and fun games for the players, uh, simply because it was like sandlot ball. We, we could call what we wanted to call. Uh, the, the coaches on the sideline could not see what, the, what was happening in the game. So you come into the sidelines and they're saying, what's going on in there? <laughs> what are they doing? And um, so you you had to make sure that um, you called all the plays and you really knew what was happening and you just had to convey the game to the coaches on the sideline. So it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. I can imagine in a game like that, it takes really smart defensive players to be able to communicate on a field of battle where you can't see anything and you're out there calling plays. Another smart player we've enjoyed watching is former Bear turned Raven Roquan Smith. He's calling the defensive plays for the Ravens. He arrived in Baltimore last season. He has taken this defense to another level. What do you see in Roquan's play, Mike, that makes him so great? I think uh, first and foremost, uh, a player like uh, Roquan really brings along the leadership. Um, being able to, first of all, be instinctive as, as a linebacker and being able to take what they had in Chicago, that same persona, uh, that same attitude and, 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 and go to Baltimore, another defensive city uh, that has Ray Lewis there uh, a good friend of mine, I, I, I just think that you just take it to another level. You, you can grow that much more, the leadership um, and the, the, the defensive team comes alongside you and you grow together. And so uh, I, I think that's the, the presence in, of his leadership is what makes the difference. Amazing seeing him leave that defensive city in Chicago and go to Baltimore as a quarterback of their defense. I want to talk to you about the quarterback of the Chicago Bears because they ended their season playing much better football, but still they own that number one pick in the NFL draft. And everybody's asking it, what do they do at the quarterback position? Do they keep Justin Fields or do they move forward with a young guy and see where they can take the organization? Well, um, really, I, I think when when I when I see someone like Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields has all of the making of a great quarterback. Um, and, and I don't see any reason to start over. 
Uh, I think he is someone who is athletic. I, I think he um, just needs um, more help at, at the offensive line. I think he needs some more weapons. Um, but as far as thinking of moving on from Justin Fields, I, I, I think um, you have what you need. I think the kid is a leader. I think he has a great attitude, and, and that's going to – uh, permeate throughout the team. So I, I'm very excited about Justin Fields, and I hope the Bears are too. You think they should keep him and trade the number one overall pick? I, I definitely think they should keep Justin Fields and, and you know, make make a play with uh, the number one pick that they have and, and try to get more talent. It's incredible. It's a great take. It's very strong. Totally respect it. One of your old teammates is in the news, Mike. You have so many of them. Of course, I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh. You guys were together long ago, and he is now going to be the new head coach for the Chargers. What can the NFL world and Los Angeles expect from Jim Harbaugh right now in 2024? You go way back with him. Well, I, I think uh, Jim has, has proven to be someone that, that's been successful as a head coach. Um, you know, wherever he's gone and, and hopefully he can take the same thing to um, San Diego. Um, it should be a, an interesting year. The 36th annual Super Bowl breakfast features the Bart Star Award and it'll be held at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas Saturday, February 10th from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. It's right before the Super Bowl, the day before legendary breakfast. Tell us a little bit more about what goes on there and what your involvement will be. Well, the uh, the Bart Star Award is is um, you know given presented every year to um, um, the individual player that does a lot for the community and giving back um, catalyst for their their team. But um, more than anything else, it 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 really looks at um, the attitude and character of a great player. Uh, Bart Starr. And uh, to be able to be recognized as a persona, a character of someone like uh, Bart Starr, um, uh, a, a godly man, a family man, a team player that really gave back to the community, it says it all about uh, that's what any player would want to be aligned with. It's really well said, as it always is with you, Mike. Caesars Palace, February 10th. He will be there. Uh, Mike Singletary, a legend. We really respect your candor today. Thanks for joining us. We have Gary Danielson joining us now, the former Detroit nice. Lions quarterback awesome. and CBS College Football. Hey. Hey, there's Gary. Gary and I worked <laughs> together for four years at CBS, and I told him I would only say that one time that you threw four picks in the first half, Gary. You are a leader amongst men, any team you've been on. What did you say to your team at halftime after you gave up four? <laughs> Shame <laughs> me only for you. I'm doing this. Once every 41 years, I do an interview like, no. Um, awesome. All right. Once I knew they were going to take me back on the airplane, it was, by the way, a very close vote on it. So once I knew, uh, no, you know, I felt bad for the guys, obviously. You know, I mean, we played a lot of good games. We were... You know, I thought we were going to have a really competitive, good game against them, and we did. Um, at halftime, I just promised the guys one thing, that I wasn't going to punk out on them, that I made some mistakes, but that if somebody was open and there was a crease between them, I didn't care if I threw five, six, seven, we were going to give it 
one more chance to win. And, uh, you know, we were able to have one last drive. And uh, as I say, uh, we came close. It was uh, not exactly how we wanted it to go, but you own it. You do it, you own it, right? So, uh, hey, hey, now, Jamie, you promised you were going to name your girl Danielle if I did this interview. Is that uh, still uh, on that's right true. There? You're right. All right. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool for us. Gary, this is a surprise to the three of us. Yeah. Jamie obviously uh, asked for this favor, and it's so cool for us to have you on the show. I'm watching the highlights. I, I love that you drove the team the length of the field. I love that you're wearing 16 for the Lions. That's what Jared yeah. Goff wears. What have you seen from Jared as he's wearing your old jersey out there? Right. And, of course, he's so, going up to San Francisco you know, mixed, similarly. Right. I get mixed emotions about it. You know, I mean, all my nephews, I mean, they're huge Lions fans. You know, my my family, all my grandkids, they all have 16 jerseys, but they'd all been taken off and, and putting golf in the back of the jersey. I do not think that's right. Personally. If you get a Danielson jersey, you have to stick with it, you know? So, no, they're on fire for the Lions. I'm, I'm happy for my guys, uh, the city. Uh, they, they hung with us. You know, those days, and you guys know this if you follow pro football, those days in the Silverdome, you know, we had some great crowds, but what they're getting right now and the way they believe in this team. And Jared, I'm so happy for him. You know, he had that, you know, great start in, in L.A., number one pick. But, you know, sometimes you play maybe a year too early and people get impressions of you when you're not really yourself. And I think what the NFL is seeing and what Detroit is seeing in Jared Goff, I mean, he's, you know, at least one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And I hope he can do it one more game. I really do. He's been so fun to watch. Uh, I'm still trying to convince my eight-year-old son to wear my jersey, but he mm-hmm. continues to tell me that I was not a good football player. He just doesn't believe that's the case. <laughs> and, Gary, for you, well, I, we know that you guys – go ahead. No, I was going to say, I had him convinced that, you know, my young kids, I tell them they'd have a bad game, and I go, don't worry about it. Everybody will forget about it in a few days, but they're not going to believe it after this interview today. They're going to say no. It sticks with you. (laughs) Years later, it's still being brought up. And you guys, for so many years, you covered the uh, SEC on CBS. I know you just wrapped up that coverage. But one of the guys you covered during that time was an Alabama running back by the name of Jameer Gibbs. And he has emerged as one of the top rookies in the NFL this year. How fun has it been just watching him and his electricity out there on the field? Yeah, you know, we knew it right away when we – we watched him play. Even at Georgia Tech, we knew he had great potential. When he came to Alabama, we saw right away that he was an Alvin Kamara type back. I think that was my very first comparison when I watched him play, that he could be an Alvin Kamara player in the NFL. The, you know, the Lions went against the grain, taking him you know, early when running backs were thought to be not as valuable. But I think you know, that one-two punch. Now, you showed the highlights of Billy Sims. We had a great one. And obviously, the 49ers doing Christian, but... Uh, the Lions won two punch. I, I, th- I think it's going to at least call it even in this game. And, you know, I, I like the way that they, they use both of them. And obviously that Lion offense is rolling. They've got a good offensive line. And, uh, you know, all of us that played there wish that we could do what this team's doing. All of us. You know, uh, mm. guys like Doug D- English and Bubba Baker and the guys that I played with, they deserve, you know, better reputation than they got. But you got to win. And Jared, I saw him do interviews, you know, in this league to get the reputation individually that you deserve, you got to win. And I think, you know, this last game and the opportunity to play against the 49ers, you know, it uh, it doesn't come along a lot. And, uh, you know, Dan Campbell has done a great job and hopefully for the city of Detroit, they can finish it off. 
You know, Gary, never mind a bunch of interceptions you threw 40 years ago. You look like you're five under at the turn right now. <laughs> Give us a little taste. Where are you? How's life at Gary Danielson? And how are you hitting them? All right, I'm willing to talk about five interceptions, but not my golf game. That's where I draw the line. Ah. So here's kind of the funny part of it. I've thrown, I believe, 2,000 passes in the NFL. Something like that. Okay. And you are what you are, but it is funny that I'm remembered for six pass plays more than, you know, <laughs> 1,995 pass plays, you know. So, but that's the way it is, and that's the way it should be. It's hard. Um, somebody asked, you know, what's it going to be like to play at, you know, at San Francisco, you just had a guy on before me and Mike Singletary, I stared at those eyes two and a half yards away for three or four years, <laughs> whether we were playing in Chicago or Detroit, it didn't matter in green Bay. It was, you know, that front four of Alan page and Carl Eller and playing against those guys and Lynn Dickey and the green Bay guys. Those, those games were always hard. Even Leroy Selman and Hugh, Hugh Green, the left side of that, you know, Tampa Bay defense, every win, everything accomplishment you had to earn in the NFL. And I hung around a while. Uh, it could have been better, but it could have been worse in a lot of ways, too. So I'm proud. You get humbled. <clears throat> that game humbled me. But my team, my team stuck with me. I was the starter the very next year. Actually, we opened with the 49ers, so like I say, you do it, you own it, and I'm humbled but not embarrassed about my career. And that's what many people say about their golf game as well, Gary. It's very uh, interesting. You were always a friend of mine, and now you're officially a friend of the show. Gary, we love you. Thank you thanks, so much Gary. for the walk down memory Enjoy. lane. You guys are great. I watch you guys all the time. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.